0: there and welcome to this podcast on the secrets to being an exceptional presenter. It's all about being natural or charismatic. It is. You're right, of course. So shall we mere mortals give up then? It's true, some people do appear natural and charismatic when they deliver a talk or presentation, but they usually neglect to tell you the real secret of their confidence and natural ability. That they are exceptionally well prepared and have fine-tuned this and practised multiple times. I know, because I'm one of those people. Workshop participants and attendees for my keynotes often remark, how engaging, entertaining, and insightful I am, sharing this with you, not to brag, but to humbly tell you that I wasn't always this good. Furthermore, I'm not as good today as I will be tomorrow, for today is another day to prepare, to practice, and hone my presentation, my message, or my keynote let's talk about being prepared. I'm not especially gifted, I'm rather introverted, though I may be less frightened than some people of being the centre of attention. I'm anxious before every single presentation and I am fully, fully prepared for 75% of them. About 5% of them is when I'm caught off guard and I'm suddenly expected to speak wondrously and my mind scrambles for something poignant and fabulous. As for the rest, (laughs) those I think I can wing it. I'm wrong, of course, but they're certainly learning moments. The secrets of great presenting are available to anyone with the will and the desire to make an impact and be the change they want to make in the world. So I've been hacking great presenters and speakers, and I've discovered about this preparation and the way they approach presenting and speaking, communicating in general. And I've designed a model called PIMP, and PIMP stands for Purpose, Importance method and product. These are the four essential elements of being exceptionally well prepared for your presentation indeed for any communication. Think of the last presentation you attended or watched that resonated with you. You can remember the presentation vividly. You knew why you were there and how it was important for you You also had a clear idea of what you were supposed to do after the presentation. The presenter communicated very effectively with you, engaging you personally and you felt a real connection with them. You recall ideas and specific stories from that presentation. Well that was a pimped presentation. If you are wishing that you had attended a presentation like that but cannot for the life of you record one, then that is sad. You have yet to experience a pimped presentation. But fret not, before long you will be delivering one yourself and just to be sure you should video record it and watch it later. That way you will have both delivered and watched a great, memorable, purposeful presentation. See, when you and your audience know the purpose of your presentation, they know what you intend to achieve and that this matters to them. When you and your audience members understand what is important to each member, then they realize the value of your presentation. And when you choose to tailor and deliver your presentation in the most appropriate and engaging method for your audience, then they will understand your message easily. And when you and your audience know the product of your presentation, they know precisely and specifically what they will be doing with that information now. Of course, there's only one way to really begin discussing how to pimp your presentation and that's by using the same format explicitly here. So let me start with your purpose and mine. My purpose in this series of podcasts is to encourage you to adopt the PIMP process to all of your presentations from now on. Indeed, I'm going to encourage you to use this for all of your communications from here on in. Why should you adopt PIM? Pimping your presentations will allow you to quickly and easily prepare exceptionally well for any presentation you make, even when you present on the spur of the moment. This will enable you to prepare to communicate in the way your audience's brains work. Now you might think that it's super obvious that it would be greatly beneficial if all of our communication was prepared and delivered in the way the recipient's brain receives and processes information, but it is surprising just how few people do this. So what if you could prepare and deliver all of your communication in a way that is naturally processed? so that it is easy to understand and engaging. That would be terrific, right? Well, pimping is the way to go. And this is important to anyone who has to communicate with others. If you don't ever need to communicate with others, you can safely ignore this and get on with your hermit existence. Think for a moment about a recent meeting you attended and someone was presenting data to you. There was a lot of information and much of it was of little use to you personally. In fact, you wondered why you were attending that meeting. Was it truly necessary to meet or could you have gotten that information in a document? Indeed, do you actually need that information? In a recent Harvard Business Review survey of 182 managers, 65% of respondents said that meetings keep them from completing their own work. And more than 70% said meetings are unproductive and inefficient. So meetings and presentations often considered to be a complete waste of time and sometimes that's to do with the method do you remember the brilliant lecture you attended no i thought not see if meetings are unproductive and a waste of time what might be a better way After all, many people argue that meetings have a side benefit for team building and networking and being the easiest way to get a particular message across. But meetings and even presentations are not always the most appropriate. When you're presenting, what is the best way to present? What will work for your audience? and you need to understand your audience well. What do your audience already know about your subject? What is their attitude to your topic? Who are they and do they speak your language? I don't mean do they speak English or Chinese or French, but do they speak your jargon fluently? a course for pimping this presentation that I deliver in three distinct formats to try and meet the different needs and preferences of my audience. It's available online, as a live workshop and as coaching. There are visuals for those who like visuals. And to see the visuals for this podcast, just come visit the show notes. There's audio like this podcast for those who prefer to learn on the go. text. notes for the readers and of course in my course I do a live version. Whatever format it is always very hands-on and interactive. I get my participants to work on their real presentations throughout the course and in tiny little increments of knowledge they gradually build their understanding of the process and the skills to deliver presentations. You might call it learning by doing Action learning or experience. Last in our PINP acronym is PRODUCT, the specific outcome expected from your audience. In many presentations, this will be in your call to action, a specific action you want your audience to do at the end of your presentation. Sometimes the product for my ends of little learning on podcasts like this is your understanding. So now you understand and know the approach I take in these little learnings and you know what to expect. Over the coming few podcasts, I'm going to be looking at pimping your presentation and sharing with you each of the distinct parts. So that you can build this over time and use a real presentation as your practice. Understanding what is your purpose will be the next one. Then we'll look at importance. How do you make sure you're understanding which members of your audience are the most important for you and your message? And what type of audience respondent they're going to be? Then we'll be looking at method. We're spending quite a lot of time on method, how you influence people without having authority, the secret structures of great talks, and how to effectively communicate in this 21st century. Last week, we'll look at product, your calls to action, how to make sure you are very clear about your call to action. So I have a call to action for you, as this is the end of podcast and that is share this podcast with one of your friends or colleagues who you know they need a little bit of help in presenting exceptionally well i look forward to hearing from you be greatly blessed bye for now Hope that you really enjoyed this episode and will share some highlights with the people you care about most. My team and I are working on a series of exciting new projects in this art and neuroscience of hacking expert leadership to unstuck your true potential in life and work. To learn more, visit leadershipadvantage.com or just search for Dr. John Kenworthy and connect with me.